Heavenly Father, we thank you because indeed you're a faithful God. We thank you, Lord, because all that we've ever needed, your hands have provided. And for this, we bless your name, O oh God. We thank you because you're our provider. We say, Lord, to you be all the glory in Jesus' name. Dear God, as we are about to go into your word, we ask that you speak to us individually, that you speak to us collectively, that as we've come, oh Lord, none of us will live here the same in Jesus' name. A definite touch, a definite word, that we'll know that indeed we've been in the presence of God and our lives will not remain the same in Jesus' name. We give you all the praise, Father, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Still, it's still a very good morning. Um, where to start? I, I have it on good authority. I'm still waiting for an official confirmation. But as, as we all know, RCCG at the beginning of every year, we fast. Praise the Lord. Praise. How many people are looking forward to the fast? <laughs> How many people are looking forward to the fast? Ah. The Lord is your strength. Even if you're not looking forward to it, it is coming. It is, from what I gather, we, the fast will begin on the 11th, which is Tuesday. Um, 11th, on the 11th, um, it's a 50-day fast. Praise the Lord. Just just 50 days. I mean, it, only, only 50 days. So um, beginning on, I believe that's Tuesday. The 11th is Tuesday, right? Okay. Now, that's, that's what I've been told as it is. Um, I'm waiting for an offshore confirmation. Once I get that, we will confirm that. But I have it on good authority that it's going to be 50 days on the 11th but we will still confirm to everyone. You know, the, the, those that were the scouts, they say be prepared. This is just so that to get our minds ready. Let's be prepared. All right? It is, it is well. Whether it is 50 days or five days or 100 days, hey, God is more than able, right? How many people remember the 100-day fast? Aha, uh -huh, so... So we, we've been there before, and God is taking us to greater heights. So even if he says 150 days, hey, it's, it is well. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. We, we thank God for this year of breakthrough. <clears throat> I'm, I'm honestly, I'm full of expectations. But, you know, there, there's something that I guess the Holy Spirit has been you know, laying on my heart. And that's what I'm going to share today. Rightly so, we should be expectant. But, you know, expectations can work both ways. What do I mean by that? Our expectations can work both ways, positively and negatively. The, the question is, what are we expecting? And how, how does what we're expecting, how does it align with God's plan? 
because that's that's the most important thing. If we're if we're believing God for breakthrough, if we're trusting God for certain things, but is it aligning with God's move? When when I was thinking about the out of frame today's message, the the first topic that came to mind was don't try and box God. Don't try and box God. Don't put God in a box. But in, in essence, it's, it's putting your trust in God. So I say trust in God and don't be presumptuous. Trust in God and don't be presumptuous. I, I started by saying we've been there, we've done that. We've done 100 days. So if God calls another 100 days, you know, it, it shouldn't be business as usual. For 2022, don't make 2022 business as usual. Don't make it that you've, you know, you've had this relationship with God for the past 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You've seen it. You've seen how God works, all ramifications. We, we shouldn't try and predict God. You know, the... If you ask me if there's any verse, any verse that I would say any believer should know. Remember when that man asked, you know, Lord, which is the greatest commandment? What did Jesus reply? Think Mark 12. I like the Mark 12, 30 translation because it says to love God with what? Our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. I think the Matthew version doesn't include strength. But, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And we know that he said the second is very much like it. Love your neighbor. So if anything has believers, we need to love. Right? That's what Jesus Christ told us. That's the greatest commandment. But, you know, in, in the scheme of things, personally for me, if there's any other passage, a believer should know. I'll say it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. That says I wish you trust in the Lord. And not lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, we should acknowledge him. And he'll do what? Direct our path. We should trust in him with all our heart. And not lean on our own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and it will direct your path. Why, why, do I, why do I think like that? Love speaks about deep affection. Is it, is it possible to love and not trust? I believe so. I, I believe you, you, can, you can love absolutely. You know, have a deep affection for someone. But, you know, doubt can make you not to trust. Some might argue that if, if you're loving with all your heart, with all your mind, because that's where the intellect sits, total devotion, total love, then you should trust. You should but it doesn't always work that way. Love, love is, is, you know, 
a feeling, it's an affection. Trust is a conviction. It's, it's a strong sense of conviction in an ability. If I, if, I, if I trust you implicitly, that means that I totally believe that if something, you know, you're able to accomplish something, you're able to do certain things, I'll take you for your word. I'll take you for your word. If you say jump, I will jump. If you say, you know, do this thing, I wouldn't question it. We need to love God with everything with us, in, our, in us. But we also need to trust all utterly. Praise the Lord. You know, I said that, you know, it's, love is a strong affection and feeling. Trust is more about a firm belief and conviction. They work hand in hand. You, can, you can't say you love God and not trust him. You have to trust him. And you have to trust him wholeheartedly. Now, why, why did I say expectations? You know, God said in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, that his, his thoughts and ways are not ours. Isaiah 55 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The New Living Translation says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. So no, no matter how long you've been a Christian, no matter at the depth of your relationship with God, God is still saying that, you know, my thoughts are nothing like yours. We, we can't, it's, it's when we start thinking we fully know this God that we should realize that we don't. Because, you know, God, God has a way of confounding, you know, our perceptions. You, you're thinking to yourself, you know, it's God. This, this is God. This is the way it works. And then it pulls, you know, a trick out of the bag and you're thinking, really? Is it the same God we're talking about? The, the first verse of that Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, it says, Oh, everyone that is thirsty, everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come. Buy wine and milk without money and without price. And even that, that's, you know, that verse in itself. You're thirsty, you're hungry. It says you should come and buy. And if you don't have money, still come, come and buy. When you think about purchase, it's a transaction, right? Whether it is trade by, I remember secondary school, they taught us, is it basic? They said trade by barter. I still remember that phrase. Whether it is, there's an exchange, right? So if you're buying something, if you're purchasing something, you're giving something for it. And God is saying, okay, come buy. And even if you don't have money, come and buy. So what is happening here? 
there's an exchange, there's a requirement for an exchange. With our understanding, we have to give something in order for that exchange to happen. But God says that, you know, still come if you don't have. But there has to be an exchange, which means what? God is going to place part in the exchange. Praise the Lord. You're not making the trade. God is making the trade on our behalf. And we, we, need, we need to see, you know, God in that light. That total dependence, that total trust in him. He's saying, you know what, don't worry. I've got your back. My, my family and I, we watched, we watched a movie recently. And this guy kept saying, I got your back. I got your back. And I'm thinking, hmm. you know, the Bible says, woe to him that puts his trust in the arm of flesh. So many people this morning were praying from, you know, Psalm 146 as, you know, the ministers are creating. And we, we looked at a verse that said that, don't trust in princes. Not just men. He said, not in princes. I believe it was 146 verse 3. That not, do not put your trust in princes. And, you know, when you think about it, princes are people that are in the place of authority. The people that have the wherewithal to make a difference. To make things happen. But the scripture tells us that even don't trust in those people. So the authority that you think they'll make it with, they're not the ones that will do it. it. Says, don't put your trust in them. Talk less of ordinary men. I pray that, you know, God will help us. God is saying that is, you know, we should rely totally on him. That is going to do it. Whatever that exchange is, is the one that's going to do it. It's not, it's, it's not any man. It's not you. And that's why he can say, you know, come by. Even if you have no money, come. You're thirsty. You only come. Don't worry about it. You just come. Amen. I, I pray that, you know, as, as we go through this 2022, as we're trusting God for the breakthrough. We, would, we wouldn't rely on our understanding. We, you know, it says we should acknowledge him in all our ways and it will direct our path. It's, it's so easy. It's so easy to think, wow, last year I, I wanted to buy a house. This is how God did it for me. So he'll do it again. You know that song that says, if he, is it? If he did it, please remind me that. I like that. He can do it again. Yeah. So he's done it before. He'll do it again. There's a difference between what God will do and how God will do. Praise the Lord. So what he will do is quite different and quite distinct from how he will do it. God can do the same thing over and over and over again. But the how, the process will be different from the last time, even though he wants to achieve the same outcome. And that's what we should realize. So don't, don't let us be presumptuous. Don't let us think, you know, yeah, I heard God did it for this person or did it for that person. This is what God did. The God that did it is going to do my own way. And we, we have a mindset that, you know, the, our expectation is because he did it 
for Minister K this way. You know, he's God. He's God, so he will do it for me too. And I'm trusting God to do it for me in that way. But that's not how God operates. And if we're not careful, we'll end up focusing and expecting that, you know, he's going to do it the same way. That, and that's why I'm saying expectations can work both ways. That's how we can end up missing opportunities. I pray that none of us will miss our opportunities in Jesus' name. You know, the, we've been looking at 2 Samuel 5 about breakthrough, um, verses 17 to 25. We'll read it. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 17 to 25. It says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. Thank God for this man of God. Because he was a man of God. He was a king. He was a prophet. He was a priest of God. And God dealt with him and walked with him. You know, he became king. And the first thing the enemies did was, you know, let's mobilize. And we're told, but David was told they were coming. So he went into the stronghold. The Philistines arrived and spread across the valley of Rephaim. So David asked the Lord, should I go to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? Remember, this, this is not the first time David is fighting, you know, a war. He's fought many battles. And yet another battle came. What did he do? God, he went to God. Should I go? Will you hand these guys over to me? The Lord replied to David, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. Verse 20. So David went to Baal-perazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place Baal-perazim, which means the Lord who bursts through. The Philistines had abandoned their idols there. So David and his men confiscated them, verse 22. But after a while, the Philistines returned and again spread out across the valley of Rephaim. They were defeated. They came back. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. David could easily... I've said, same set of people. They came to the same place. It would happen pretty much as it did. But he still took time to go back to God and ask God what to do. Now, here's God's response. Do not attack them straight on, the Lord replied. Instead, circle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees. When you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the pop in the tops of the poplar trees, be on the alert. That will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. So David did what the Lord commanded, and he struck down the Philistines all the way 
from Gibeon to Gezer. Praise God. First time around, should I go? Will you give them over to me? The Lord said, yes, you defeat them. Second time around, I'm sure like, should I go? God gave him specific instructions on the how. Now, now imagine if David had just assumed that, hang on, the last time they came, I defeated them. You know, he's, he's just the God of the hills, not the God of the valley. That's what the enemy is thinking. Let's go. And they come again. Yes, I'll defeat them again. God had a specific way, the how that he wanted, you know, the Philistines to be defeated this time around. You know, every time I read this story, it, it always, you know, it says to me that we, we need at all times to see God's face. Even if we've had that experience over and over and over again. Because like we said, God, God can, you know, the same circumstance, the process may be different. It could be the same. I mean, the, the Hebrew young men that were thrown in fire, they knew that God was able to deliver. And normally God delivers. But even if he won't do it, we'll still trust in him. We wouldn't bow down to, you know, these idols. God, his word says you'll be head and not tail. That's his word. The, the process of you being head and not tail will vary or may vary from one situation to another. If, if we're going to take anything away from this message, don't let us box God. Let us at all times be ready and willing to go back to him for specific guidance, for specific instructions on what we should do per time. So the way God did it for you last year, it may not, I'm not going to say it's not, because God is God. He can do it the same way. But it may not be the same way that he's going to do it for you this year. And the way he did it for your brother or your sister doesn't mean he's going to do yours in the same way. It could be the same doors that are being opened. But the process may be different. And who knows that process? It is God. It is God that knows how it's going to happen. So that breakthrough, you, you might have a mindset. Thank God for Sunday school. And I was thinking kingdom mindset. If we, if we have that kingdom mindset and we make it all about God, you know, all things will work together. And that's what his word says, that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and the called according to his word, his purpose, not our purpose. And, you know, that's why I could say in Isaiah, it's like that, you know, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. My ways are not like your ways. So however you imagine it, that's not necessarily how I'm going to do it. And if you're, if you're relying in to do it the way you're imagining it, you may miss out on that outcome. My prayers are none of us will, you know, will miss out on the outcome. So sometimes God will tell you what to do, but not how. You, you know that. And that's, that's where God can be flexible. He'll tell you, you know, do it. And that's, 
And that's, again, where it's important to have the mind of Christ. It's important to have the spirit of God in us. It's important. My sister that led us in prayer was talking about, you know, Isaiah praying, sorry, Elijah praying the, you know, that there will be no rain. A man of like passion. And why was it able to pray that there wouldn't be any rain? Because he knew God's word and he knew God's mind. And he was able to say, okay, there'll be no rain for three and a half years. And it happened so. I know he said, by my word. I've been told that some of us, we have some very favorite verses and scriptures. And there's some of us that we, we know some scriptures that, you know, a lot of us really like. I mean, one of them for me is, is that phrase. You know, he said, by my word, but it wasn't his word. It was God's word. The reason he could say by my word was because his word was aligned with God's word and God honored his word. Praise the Lord. He said, by my word, there'll be no rain. So if God tells you, go do this, this is what I want you to do. If he doesn't tell you how, you have his word. But there will be times, like we saw with David, second time around, God didn't just you know, tell him, yes, you will, you will defeat them. He told him the specific details. This is how. Step one, step two, step three. Now, if God is giving you, or if he, if he gives you those specific steps, be careful so that you don't then come around and say, well, now after all, the God that did it before, he will do it again. There will be times when there are flexibilities. God just says, you know, this is what you want to do. He doesn't say how. So at other times, he will state the how. There will be times when you have flexibility in what to do. But when God gives you the instructions on the how, be sure to follow to the letter. Be sure to follow to the letter. Say that failure to do so can have dire consequences. If God gives you specific instructions on the how, be sure to follow every single word. It is not a jot of his word who fall to the ground. So for him to say, this is how I want you to do it. This is how I want you to move. Please, please, please eat to what he's saying. Because failure to do so could have, you know, serious consequences. I'll give you an example. You know, think about the, the man of God. We, we actually don't know his name. In 1 Kings 13, God sent him to deliver a message to the king. He delivered the message. Um, the king was anointed, stretched his hand. The hand withered. And, you know, he asked, the king asked the man to pray for him. The man prayed for him. God restored the hand. This was someone that God was working with. Praise the Lord. Go to verse 8, please. Verse 8 and 9. Now, this, this is someone that God was working with, that knew the mind of God. The king asked him, you know what? Let's, let's go home together. Let's go for, you know, I, I realize my, the errors of my ways, you know, but come for a meal with me. We're told that the man of God said to the king, if you were to give me half your house, now th think about it. This is the king. 
we, we remember so many instances in the Bible that, you know, a king will promise up to half of my kingdom. Imagine if Queen Elizabeth says to you today, up to half of my property. Man, even if you said 1% of my property, you know you're made. No, let's, let's be real. Even if she says 1%. So a, a king says, you know, call, you know, I'll give you half of my kingdom or my property. That is something. This man of God said, if you were to give me half your house, I would not go with you. Why? Nor would I eat bread nor drink water in this place. Verse 9 says, why? It says, for so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, you shall not eat bread, nor drink water, nor return by the same way you came. Very clear, very specific. You're not to eat bread. You're not to drink water. You're not to return the same way you came. We, we, we won't go into details, but we, we know the end of the story. This, this prophet that knew God's word, that had very specific, clear instructions. Don't eat, don't drink, don't go the same way. Some old prophet came and deceived him. Am I not, am I not a prophet like you? Does God not speak also to me? What has God said to you? What is he saying to you? If you, if you hear from God, and that's why it's important to have the spirit of God, to be led by the spirit of God. If God, you know, God will not contradict his word. When you, I'm one person that, I, you know, God is not the author of confusion. He's not. If you say to me, God told me, the question I'll ask you is, be sure that it is God that told you. Be sure that it is the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we, we, we can let our emotions override the Spirit speaking. And we're moved by emotions. But be sure that it is God. Be sure that this is what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Because it, if you tell someone, this is what the Lord said to me. I'm not sure any man, any preacher that will be brave. Unless the Lord is now telling that preacher, that pastor, that this is what I'm saying. And it is not what that person is saying. It's not, it's not every time that even, you know, prophets, the Lord will reveal his mindset. You remember the story of Nathan, the prophet, when David said, I want to build a house. He said, you know, I want to build a house for my God. Awesome, fantastic. The prophet said, go ahead. Do what is laid in your heart because you know what? This, this, is, this is God. This is good. It is God. Go ahead. And God called him and said, you know what? David is not the one that's going to do it for me. Remember Elisha and the Shunammite woman. When the son died, the woman came. She was like, my Lord, did I not say don't deceive me? 
Elisha said that this woman was, you know, was going through stuff, was in pains, and the Lord had not revealed it to him. That the Lord kept it from him. So the, if, if you say the Lord said, because you're the one saying the Lord said, be sure it is God. No one will argue with you. And if God tells me that this is what I'm saying, if I tell you this is what the Lord is saying, and you're saying this is what the Lord is saying, and it is different, the two things are different. You know there's a problem. One of us is not hearing God. One of us is not hearing God. I, I remember the story of, you know, a couple, young, two young folks that wanted to get married. The preacher said, you know what, this is of God, go ahead. They, they got married and everything went, flipped on its head. How do you as a man of God say, I'm sorry, I got it wrong? People's lives. People's lives. God will confirm his word. God will confirm his word. So even if a prophet says to you, this is what the Lord is saying. God will confirm his word to you. Let us, let us cultivate that habit of hearing from God ourselves. Let us build that relationship. Amen. Yeah, we, we, we know how that story ended. He, the guy was killed. He was killed by a lion on his way home. And we saw that even the donkey was just standing by him. The same prophet that told him, that, you know, commits, this is what God said, is the same prophet that God used to pass the judgment and say, hang on, you have not obeyed what God said to you. So this is what is going to happen to you. And God confirmed his word. You know, sometimes the instructions might not be, might not be palatable. It might, not, it might not be what we want. Think about Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5. Commander of the Syrian army. He came and was like, you know, you have a God that heals. Let the God heal me. And what did Elijah say? Elijah said, you know, go shower in the Jordan River. Probably some dirty stinking river. Naaman, sorry, I said Naaman. Second Kings chapter 5 verse 10. Says, and Elijah sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh will be restored to you and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, it will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place. Sometimes we have preconceived mindsets of how things will happen. Be healed. You know, or some other way. And until, it, until that is done, we're thinking it's not quite God moving. His preconception was, you know, it will come out, just wave over that place. And as he's waving, you know, the ailment, the leprosy will disappear. Instead, he was told, go wash in the river.
It says, are not the Abana and the Farper, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in one of them, in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage because he had a preconceived notion of how God would do it. And he was taught something to the contrary. Thank God for faithful people, faithful servants that still encourage us. You know what? Trust God at his word. Second Chronicle 2020. Believe the Lord your God, you will be established. Believe his prophet, you will prosper. Believe the Lord your God, you know, you will endure. Believe his prosper, his prophet, his prospect. Oh, Lord have mercy. His prophet, and you would have success. If you believe his prophet, you would have success. You will prosper. That sounds like a tongue twister. Praise the Lord. But, but for that faithful servant that encouraged Naaman, and that's, that's what we're saying. That sometimes if someone says, oh, bring, bring 5,000 pounds and this thing will work out, we might say, yes, it, it sounds legit. Someone says, you know what, I'll do it for free. No, that's, you know, this, this is a con man. But what if God wants to do it for free? That, that property costs 200,000 pounds. And someone says they're selling it for 100,000 pounds. And all you're thinking is con. This is a con. What if, what if it is God? What if it is God that's saying, you know, that 350,000 property, for whatever reason, someone wants to give it away for a pound. You know, some of us, we won't even look that way it, because it seems too good to be true, to be real. Therefore, it is not. Sometimes if it's too good to be true, it can still be true if God is in it. And that is where we need God. At other times, if it's too good to be true, please <laughs> let us be sure that we're hearing from God. Because some, we talked about investments this morning. Praise the Lord. I'm going to close on this. I, if, if we want to do you know, quiz, when it comes to general knowledge, count me in. When it comes to movies, count me in. I watched a movie recently called Quam's Money. Anybody ever heard of it? Okay, some people are laughing. And this, this guy, he, so he meets someone. Same night he met the person. They're like, you know what? There's this investment. He just met the person that night. And they said the, invest, the, you know, the business had to happen. Same night. 500 million naira. And you just, you just, you know, you know what? It's, I've got the money. And you wait and you're saying it's investment. You're going to get, you know, is it 20% or 50% or 30%? You're thinking, really? 
his friend said to him that even those that are doing legit businesses are not getting there. Does that mean that God can't do it? That you get a 50% return on your investment? He can. He can. And there, there are folks that, you know, when God does these things, it's like, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. Because truly with men, it is incredible. And it is unbelievable. But because it is God, if you trust God at his word, if you believe in, you know, you will endure, you will prosper. That is God. You know, I, I, I looked at, you know, the miracles of Jesus. Jesus must have done some 39 odd miracles at the very least. I, I checked the blind people specifically that he healed. And the scripture tells us Jesus healed six Six groups of people blind. Not a single one of them was healed in the same way. They all received their sight. For one of them, we were not told how. We were just told he was healed. For the, for the other group of five, there was the one that he just spoke the word. There was the one that he laid hands. There was the one that he mixed spit in mud and put on the high as I saw and said, go wash. There was the one that he laid hands multiple times. So if you're thinking, this is how mine is going to be. And he's saying, if he had said, you know what, go, you know, just go to the pool and wash your eyes. And it doesn't happen that way. And you're saying, no, you laid hands the last time. So why don't you lay hands on me? Praise the Lord. You, you, I'll just give you the references. You can go check them out. Matthew 9, 29. Matthew 12, 22. Matthew 20, 34. Mark 10, 52. John, 6, John 9, 6 to 7. Mark 8, 23 to 25. I'll say it again. Matthew 9, 29. Matthew 12, 22. Matthew 20, 34, Mark 8, 23 to 25, Mark 10, 52, John 9, 6 to 7. Different instances, different instances, and each time it was different. Matthew 9, 29, he spoke the word and laid hands. Mark, Matthew 12, 22, we don't know because we're not told. We're just told the blind man was healed. Matthew 20, 34, he just touched. Mark 8, 23 to 25, he spat on the eyes and laid hands twice. Mark 10, 52, he just spoke the word. John 9, 6 to 7, he spat on the ground and make, made an eye salve from clay and told the man to go wash. That was the man born blind. Different instances, different ways. I, 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 I want to encourage us, even as we close on this note, let us trust God. Don't let us be presumptuous. Let us trust him at his word and let us align our expectations to his expectations. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Shall we just say a word of prayer? As I invite the individual taking the announcement. Heavenly Father, beyond 
that which we've discussed this day. Spirit of God, teach us. Help us to be sensitive to your leading. That we'll trust in you with all our heart, O oh God. That we'll not lean on our, on our understanding. That will not dwell on our preconceptions, O oh God. But I will acknowledge you in all our ways that you will direct our path. The way you would have us walk. How you would have us do what you want us to do. That as you make clear to us, O oh Lord, help us to be obedient children of yours. That none of us will miss out on your promises for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank <laughs> you.